what's the difference between risk and gambling, and how does the important distinction affect those who embrace risk to stake their lives and fortunes on a new frontier? These are our topics for today's episode of The No Fear Pioneer. We talked a lot about risk in our first episode, which I highly encourage you to have a listen to, as it really sets the stage for the whole series. Risk is such a deep topic, however, that there are still some remaining key concepts we didn't manage to touch on. The first of these is actually essential to understanding the meaning and implications of risk. I've seen us have the tendency to confuse risk-taking with gambling. If we want to understand the mind of a pioneer, it's important to appreciate the clear distinction between the two. They are related, but not the same. You'll hear people say, for example, that investing in stocks essentially amounts to gambling. And it's certainly true that there is some measure of risk involved in all investing. But if your investing amounts to simple, blind gambling, well, you're doing it wrong. Gambling is a term best applied to games of chance, where there is not much reason to expect any particular outcome to be favored beyond pure probability. Various popular games of chance offer a range of opportunities for a player to exert some influence over the outcome. You have more strategic input and opportunity for cunning in poker or blackjack, for example, than at a roulette wheel. But in the end, a great deal is left to the luck of the draw. Ultimately, when gambling, you put your fate in the hands of fortune, as much or more than knowledge, ability, skill at reading other players, or your inscrutable, stone-cold poker face. If investing is anything like simple gambling, its closest counterpart is probably playing the ponies, or betting on any sport that people engage in. But when you look beyond the surface of that apparent similarity, you find it's a loose analogy at best. Similarly to investing, in a horse race, you have the opportunity to educate yourself about the sport and inform yourself about the pedigrees of the animals, their history of performance, and even the resumes of the jockeys. You can then make an educated best guess at the likely winner of a race based on the known strengths and weaknesses of the participants. Or you can choose the horse whose name just kind of appeals to you. Then you really are leaving it all to luck. But even when you're leveraging your knowledge to maximum advantage, a horse race lasting minutes or seconds, even with all the training and preparation that leads up to it, is a far simpler proposition than the growth of a company that develops and produces useful or desired goods and services over a course of years. For one thing, I doubt that the horse really cares all that much. A company exists as the sum of the efforts of many individuals who are motivated for a variety of concrete reasons to help it thrive and succeed, and who apply their ingenuity and dedication to advancing that proposition toward the greatest possibility of success. The company also has a reasonable basis for expecting some measure of success in the form of its customers' wants and needs, the products or services it develops to satisfy them, and the skill, talent, expertise, and drive of its employees that make that development happen. The company's prospective investors can infer its likelihood of success and growth from a realistic, skeptical assessment of these same factors. 
Another distinction between calculated risk and gambling is that a game of chance is generally winner-take-all, or at least nearly so. Markets only rarely operate that way. In most every field of industry and commerce, air travel, pharmaceuticals, car making, electronics, or developing a particular kind of software, you'll usually see a variety of participants succeeding to varying degrees in their own niches on the merits of what they're good at. Dominant players and monopolies do sometimes emerge, but even those events can benefit investors with holdings in strong competitors that become acquisition targets in the ensuing consolidation. As an investor, it's always nice to pick the horse that finishes a particular race first, but you can still do quite well even without the benefit of 2020 foresight. The point is that while investing in any enterprise invariably entails some risk, and there are never any guarantees, there's a huge gulf between informed investing and mere simple gambling. By researching before you invest, as any sensible investor should, you strive to maximize the control you do have over the outcome of your investment. The result of your diligent gathering and application of knowledge while seeking to minimize your risk of loss or poor return, the result of remaining factors that are beyond the scope of your or even the company's or market's knowledge or control. These factors include the possibilities of unseen fraud, unexpected loss of key employees, an unseen fundamental flaw in a technology, the emergence of a superior technology elsewhere, or latent incompetence. When you do your homework and invest based on as much information as possible, you leave as little as possible to chance, and thus help yourself strive for a successful return on your risk, while also participating in the distributed process for identifying worthy, robust companies and endeavors that we call the marketplace. You also grant yourself, in return for your courage and long-range vision, the precious and greatly underappreciated opportunity to hook into a tremendous wealth-generating engine that has a solidly rational foundation the ingenuity and productivity of a free and industrious people. Investors and entrepreneurs, the calculated risk-takers of a marketplace, are driven by just this sort of creative, productive potential. A gambler, on the other hand, will often seek out increased risk for its own sake, for the excitement of the fearful, hopeful adrenaline rush that taking the risk produces. Such intentional seeking of danger for no other purpose is far more like the behavior of a substance abuser than that of a rational, educated risk-taker. Gambling is an entertainment, a recreational pursuit that should only be engaged in by someone who's fully prepared and perfectly willing to forfeit every dollar he's staking, in return only for the enjoyment he gets from the game. Pursuing it as a means of increasing your wealth should be widely regarded as foolish. Educated risk-taking, on the other hand, is what drives entire economies, every achievement worth aspiring to, and life itself. It only becomes simple gambling when you're foolish enough to reduce it to that. A successful gambler is most often someone who just got lucky. A successful educated risk-taker is someone who took a carefully calculated chance based on a well-founded expectation of return and had the courage to take the leap and the dedication and discipline to see it through. To survive and succeed, a pioneer must understand and appreciate this key distinction. There have been many foolish pioneers with wild ideas, of course, inveterate gamblers among them, 
and they had only luck to thank if things worked out for them in the end. Those with common sense, however, had to rely on realistic assessments of risk and the bearings that that common sense provides, as well as their ability and determination to recover and forge ahead when, despite all their precautions, hard work, and skill, things didn't go right. If we're to remain a culture of pioneers, we need to understand and appreciate that everything, even inaction, carries risk. There is no absolute safety in life, only a range of risk from which to choose and weigh against the corresponding possibility of reward. You can run from risk all your life, but no matter where you go or don't go, some measure of it will find you. And among life's inherent risks is the risk of regret for the things you never dared to attempt. If you want to go places in this life and accomplish things of significance, you can't let yourself be defeated by fearful paralysis. The capacity to find confidence in your own judgment and abilities, and to then use your free will to make courageous decisions, is essential. I'd venture it was an appreciation of that fact that led the renowned Greek historian Thucydides to remark that, while the secret of happiness is freedom, the secret of freedom is courage. For those bold souls whose hearts and minds yearn to explore, achieve, and push the limits of the possible, staying home just isn't an option. I'm Troy Stevens, and this has been the No Fear Pioneer. We have miles of breathtakingly beautiful and inspiring ideascapes yet to explore, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join me down the trail for more. I welcome your feedback and suggestions for future topics. You can find me on Twitter as Kulak76, or you can send an email to Kulak, that's K-U-L-A-K, at fearlessdream.us. I'll see you next time. Till then, forge ahead boldly, my friends. <laughs>